Well, let me tell you why I'm fired up. Mm-hmm. Got a library card today. Mm. Very, very excited by this development. You think it wouldn't be that big of a deal? But then mm-hmm. it, it opens up such a world of possibilities. <laughs> oh, yeah. Education is power, you know? Legitimately excited. Downloading Libby. Mm-hmm. Downloading Canopy. And being yeah. like, look at all this free stuff I get just for supporting my local library. Mm-hmm. The public institution that is just so helpful. Oh, yeah. Now I'm all about libraries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I just kind of want to like... I want to make it like a thing in our friend group to just like hang at the library. Yeah, to just go library up. Yeah, just like chill. Because it's nice to just, I don't know. One, you get to be out in your community, which is also, you know, that's always awesome. Oh, it's nice. Get to see the weirdos a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you get to see people you wouldn't probably see in your day-to-day. I mean, jerking off at their computer. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it happens. happens. But I don't know. I just I really like the energy of most libraries. Like as soon as I go into one, I'm like, I'm kind of like Zen. Mm -hmm. It's just like a very peaceful place. You can sign up for like study spaces, like just rooms to just hang out in. So you could like coordinate like little book clubs with your friends grab a starbucks maybe bring a snack or two hey listen i know that we are a podcast yeah but hey podcasts are out books are back baby Mm -hmm. we're we're bringing books back just to our listeners if you want to pretend you're listening to a book when you're listening to us you're more than welcome to do so (laughs) oh absolutely just so them out just it's this new book yeah, it's just this new book. It's called, called Show Dependent. Show Dependent. It's, it's about how we have become too dependent on entertainment. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a great read. You should go download it. It's, it's a series. They've got like 26 books out now. Mm-hmm. It's it's usually from a two-person perspective, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's three-person. And then they, they also give like specific examples of like, here here's why Twilight is problematic, you know? It's mm-hmm. just They just break it down. And it's just really well done. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sometimes they talk about like social issues and then other times it's just absolute chaos and silliness. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, books are back. Books are back, especially audiobooks. Honestly, just yeah, it's so cool. You can I haven't even done it yet, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you're already so damn jazzed. But I'm just excited legitimately to go on a run and mm-hmm. listen to a book. There's a book I started what mm-hmm. three years ago. Yeah. That I never finished and now it's sitting on the app just waiting for me to dive into Mm -hmm. it'll be fantastic everyone go support your local libraries yeah go get you a library card Mm -hmm. and then you can tag us in it and say hey i did it and if you have a library card make sure it's still active apparently that's the thing that some people are not aware of is their library cards are no longer functioning so if you go into your local library please talk to a librarian and make sure that you are enrolled the government is trying to shut down libraries by mm-hmm. deactivating everyone's library cards and not even telling you it because mm-hmm. they don't want you to support public goods and institutions that help disadvantaged people. Mm-hmm. So please go and go to a library. Even if you don't check something out, at least, you know, go talk to the employees, mm-hmm. gain some insight, maybe make a friend. Who knows? This is this is my new and our new campaign because you're roped mm-hmm. into it now. We're bringing libraries back. Oh, yeah. We're bringing books back. Show Dependent 2022. 
We'll learn you something. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn you something today, too. <laughs> oh, boy, you're about to learn you a little something right here. I don't know how educational this is going to be, but oh, it's going to be fun. Everything we do is educational. God, I have a big head. You know what I'm But here on Show Dependent, we like to value the fathers that are in our lives. So a belated <laughs> happy Father's Day. Yes, we do. Oh, a belated okay. happy Father's Day to you and yours, especially if your father is as good as the one we're talking about today. You're going to want to sit back and enjoy another mwah, delicious episode of the Show Dependent podcast. You may be wondering, hey, what's going on there? Well, the Show Dependent podcast is where myself, Eddie, and my beautiful other half, Kayla, talk about the things that we love, how they shaped us into who we are, and whether or not that relationship has changed. Because as we grow, as we mature, mm. our relationships should mature along with us. Uh, maybe. And hey, in this movie, <laughs> I think we get a perfect example of how that should look. Oh, you know I see what you said there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So show dependent, we're back. My love, how are you feeling yes. on this fine afternoon? You know, I think I might be developing narcolepsy uh, because <laughs> oh, over the stop past it. three days, uh-huh. I have been, You've been a little so sleepy. tired. I don't know if it's because we had a full moon and then I'm just like, uh. uh-huh. but yeah, we, we've been socializing a <laughs> lot and I am wiped out. Last night, it was more I socialized and you slept. Yeah, and I slept the entire time we were at our friend's house. (laughs) I couldn't even get through one beverage. I just fell asleep. I'm just so comfortable in their their space. (laughs) Take me a little nap. And as soon as I go horizontal, I'm out. I'm asleep. That's the kiss of death Mm -hmm. for, for you socializing. Well, and the funny thing is, is like when I'm, when I sleep in my bed, I'm actually kind of propped up on like five squishmallows. <laughs> so I'm actually like upright, pretty. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, if we compiled all of our squishes, I could make a mattress. Oh yeah. We're definitely going to have a squish room. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be our squish stream room. Oh yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeesh. And it'll help with um, audio too. Because they'll right. absorb the uh, extra sound. Squishmallows. Here on Show Dependent, we love them. Mm-hmm. We'll probably make me do an episode of it. Honestly, we should. It's something I've I've grown very show dependent on. For myself, I'm doing fantastic. Good. Yeah, you're honestly, I haven't seen you this stoked in a minute. I know. It feels good. The power of the library. Pumped up. We're connecting our cold open to the main episode for the first time ever. Just to continue and say, hey, libraries are fucking sick. Mm-hmm. But enough about libraries there. You can do a lot of learning. But here we're going to learn about a father-son relationship and how, honestly, how it shouldn't look and how it should look. Mm -hmm. Because we get both in this film. We get simultaneously what I what I consider to be one of the best, if not the best dads of all time. Mm -hmm. And we definitely get an example of one of the worst fathers of all time. Oh, yeah. As we get into the movie, the 1995 classic, A. Goofy movie. 
It's time to go into our first segment. It is called the meet cute. It's a meet cute baby. It's how we met this thing. Yeah! 1995. I was born. I did not watch this movie. <laughs> you weren't coming out the infant. womb. Out the watching womb. Watching a goofy movie. Just remote control in hand, hitting the play button out on the, the VHS. Womb. Had the iPad in hand. This technology hadn't even been made yet. Ah, oh, ooh, I'm a time traveler, apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was born. I I didn't watch this movie until very recently, oh. um, which is unfortunate because I wish I would have really viewed it more as a youth. It could have helped It was definitely, you. yeah, I agree. Oh, God, <laughs> we'll get more into that later. No, but it, it was a film that I was very much aware of. It was on my periphery, but it was never something that was in my home. I never owned this, um, but I, I do remember it being viewed frequently at my cousin's house. I have a weird memory of being in someone's home in their like attic play space area where they had all of their toys and they had a big TV set up in there. And I remember this playing in the background. I don't know. I just always... I, I had a complicated relationship with Disney proper characters like Mickey, Donald. Them boys. I, I've never really gotten close to them as characters. <gasps> so I'm not like, you know, I'm not a Disney adult. I was never really a fan of them as a child. But getting to know this movie recently, I realized, hey, I've kind of been missing out mm-hmm. on, um, on some really good stuff. No doubt, no doubt. So, um, yeah, I didn't meet this film properly until maybe two or three years ago mm-hmm. when, Eddie, you had me sit down and watch it with you. And you're like, Absolutely. oh, this is iconic cinema. Absolutely. Why have you not done this? And I said, I can't use my Mormon reasoning mm-hmm, um, not this time. on this one because it's mm-hmm. rated like G. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm I'm fresh to the goofy movie scene, even though I am a 90s, quote unquote, 90s kid. Some people would disagree with that statement. <laughs> Could argue that later. I, I had a pleasant first experience with this film, and I'm excited to unpack it with, with you today. What about you? How did you meet this lovely film? 1995, about four years old, five years old, around hey, December baby. of that time. You know, the, that's, that's around the times you start remembering things, you start forming memories in a uh, individualistic, capitalistic society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I did not watch it in 95, but I definitely did watch it as a young Eddie. A little boy Eddie watched this probably around the age of 10, 11. Mm -hmm. Instantly, you know, it's just, it's one of those times you see it instant classic. As we will definitely talk about, I mean, the music just hits you. Mm-hmm. just an iconic song at the end there but not only that i definitely was a kid who loved cartoons in general yeah definitely a huge fan of the looney tunes but alongside with that was a big fan of disney and like you said was a big fan of the big three within disney mm-hmm. big fan of mickey donald and goofy just loved watching the old cartoons that they would show the reruns on whatever cartoon channel they were on yeah um, I mean, they're Disney, so probably on Disney Channel, huh? But what? <laughs> no. Steamboat Willie is just something mm-hmm. that is just stuck in my head. Just iconic Mickey, iconic tune. I remember watching the Donald Duck ridiculous stuff of this man just getting pissed. And with Goofy, it was oftentimes him being a weirdo and his relationship with his son. Mm-hmm. The Goof Troop, 
just beautiful stuff. I remember as a young kid just being like, wow, goofy man. He knows what's up. And this movie has so many touching moments. Moments that I remember from my youth up until this day. It's just like, wow, the perfect cast. <laughs> Look at him. Hi, Dad Soup. Just the way they talk to each other at the end. Beautiful. So for me, a goofy movie is one of those top tier films from my youth that mm-hmm. I think still holds up really well to this day. Mm-hmm. And hey, we're going to unpack it right now. Hooray! Because it's time for segment number two. Two. Getting to know each other. Getting to know each other. Bow. Nice. <laughs> okay. Gotta throw in a bow. If there's one thing that is true of the majority of young people, it's that they're horny. Oh, Lord. And there is no exception for Max Goof. Because... <laughs> no. This film opens up with probably the most like sexually coded imagery of any Disney film I've seen. Probably the horniest opening a Disney film has ever had. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Like the the wheat field, mm. the the erect pillar that Roxanne is sitting on. <laughs> hey, I heard that. The the flowing white cloth uh, on both of them. The I don't know. It's just so horny. Yeah. I and mean, then it becomes very unhorny. <laughs> oh, sure. But before we get there, I mean, why? Yeah. When we think about animation yeah. and the way that people draw animals. Yes. Why they make this child dog so sexy? Because Roxanne, oh, Roxanne? Roxanne yeah. is pretty curvaceous. Uh huh. Pretty spicy. Yeah. Young uh-huh. Eddie was like, oh, my God. Why yeah. she's so thick? Yeah, she's she's thick. <laughs> She's very nice. Um, She's definitely like, you know, nowadays, a lot of people with their ridiculous drawings of cartoon characters definitely uh-huh. still use Roxanne as like, mm, girl. Yeah. Oh, she's got it. And she's kind of sure. only in this movie, isn't she? Yeah, I don't think she's in the second film. No, she's definitely not in the second, which is weird. You would think they would continue. Anyways. Yeah, you would hope. But yeah, I don't know. They make her, they make her very attractive, which All is, right. it's, it's funny because it's like, she's just a person. But they like make dog. they make her. <laughs> oh God, this is it's gonna just get complicated, a hot, isn't a it? Hot dog, an anthropomorphic dog. But yeah, she's just—is she popular? I don't think so. It's hard to tell. Max makes it seem like she is, but I don't know. She just she just seems like a regular regular yeah, person, right? You no, know? just just but hanging. He makes her so unobtainable. I mean, but that's that's what teenage boys do. All the time. Like, Literally wow. putting women on a pedestal. Oh, yeah. As a teenage boy myself at one point in my life, mm. there's definitely you look at a woman and she will be, you know, just like the first girl you get a crush on. And you're like, wow, yeah. Aphrodite herself has, <laughs> has fallen to the earth yet again. Was that you with Haley Williams? Me with Haley Williams? Mm-hmm. I mean, she was definitely very fine. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think oh, that yeah. was more so our friend uh, Bird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That was his number one for me, myself. I don't know. I mean, number one would definitely still be uh, Power Rangers, Pink Ranger. That was definitely what I was like. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) A goddess is before my (laughs) eyes and I am not worthy. I shall shall divert my case. (laughs) Not peek upon this woman. Oh, God. (laughs) Peek upon. (laughs) That's funny. I like it. But Max's Nightmare, uh, well, 
his horny dream, his wet dream quickly turns into a nightmare. And probably, I don't think that's ever happened to me. Probably the worst way a wet dream could turn oh. is all of a sudden your parents are there. <laughs> Not you only are that, your parent. you become your parent because we very clearly immediately go from Max bricked 100% up mm-hmm. to him turning into his father. And we get the clear message. Max does not want to be or become what his father is. Mm-hmm. A classic tale of manhood because <laughs> we're all afraid to become a father's. It, it, it's so funny because that's something that I've talked about with a few friends of mine is how often you see it portrayed in arguments on TV where mm-hmm. a man and a woman are arguing and the man's doing fine. He's chilling. He's doing good. He's probably winning the argument. And then the woman looks at him and says, you know what? You're just like your fucking father. And then the man's like, don't you ever. And just <laughs> tips the table. And then, uh-oh, he's not doing good anymore. He is now tilted completely. Yeah. So the classic tale yeah. of you're just like your father. <laughs> hey, duck. You're no good, duck. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Hey. Hmm. But if we talk about horny. Oh. <laughs> before we go any further. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's coming. Shut up. Okay, I'm already we're... mad that you're doing this to me. It's would fine. You, would you like to talk about uh, Max's voice here? I'm extremely horny for Jason Marsden. Okay. <laughs> I always have been and I always will be. It's something about his voice. Kovu did something to me as a youth and I'll never be able to fully unpack it. You know what? Let me let me unpack it a little bit for yeah. our listeners here. Just because. I'm okay. not alone. Well, hold on. <laughs> don't be so defensive here. i'm Give extremely defensive you ain't got to defend what you enjoy but i want to take a step back and let the listeners know that jason marsden you've definitely heard his voice not only because it's max goof but he's been in a lot of iconic things he is an icon he did obviously max goof he did binks the cat and hocus pocus yeah you know the one mm-hmm. adult kovu and the lion king too mm. a, fur- a furious wet dream <laughs> haku in the English version of Spirited Away. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. He was some characters in some Fallout games. Yeah. And he also did a little bit of live action, early mm-hmm. Boy Meets World. Anyways, you know this guy's voice. Yes, I do. I mean, what 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 is it about his voice? Because you uh-huh. uh, let me let me do another sidebar here. And <laughs> also uh let me put Kayla. This is just expose Kayla Central. Let me put Kayla upon a pedestal myself. Oh, great. Because you are fall off. amazing at identifying voices. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I do. I That is a weird talent that I have. Um, I may the, not be, know the person's voice, but mm-hmm. I can usually figure out who they are. Yeah, you'll definitely um, like compare. Like You may not know their name, but you'll be yeah. like, oh, that's the same guy who did this in this other mm-hmm. movie. And then I'll be like, okay, let me check it. And I just look it up and yeah, she's right. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Been yeah. many many a time we've been watching something you've been oh i know that voice and just nail it mm-hmm. again and again and again i i mean i'm i would if i were to do a percentage mm-hmm. if i'm guessing i would put it at, at least a 75 percent success rate mm-hmm. of me i don't know what it is because you I, are you are very very good at like identifying um I, I guess not identify, but remembering lines from movies. Like yeah. you remember dialogue extraordinarily oh, yeah. well. You can, can watch something once and just have it in your brain. And I'm yeah. that way with with people's voices. Absolutely. So Jason Marsden, I don't know 
what it is about his voice. It's just like, I don't know. It's like a really good balance of kind of nerdy, but also confident mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, kind of suave. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I just don't know. He, he also does a good job of um, finding that balance of innocence and, mm-hmm. you know, maturity, which I think is why That's he's fair. such a good casting choice for Max. Cause you understand his frustration, but yeah. he's also still a kid. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like a teenager. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he can he also does. sound more adult, especially in his later work. But yeah, I really, really love Jason Marsden. I look up to him a lot. He's definitely somebody I would love to meet in person hey, just because he's so talented. Jason Marsden, if you're out there listening. Kayla loves us, you. <laughs> hit, hit us up. Show Dependent Pod. Hit us up. Please be a guest on our show. That oh would be God. amazing. Could you imagine? I would cry. I probably wouldn't even <laughs> be able to talk. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, so my boyfriend thinks it's really weird. I was attracted to you as an as an animated lion. And he'd be uh, like, can you please tell I him? I think it's weird, too. <laughs> I mean, he knows. Oh, he I'm knows. sure he knows. They have to know. Yeah. And it's not that I want to have sex with Kovu. I would but if I was Kiara, I would want to be <laughs> Kiara. <laughs> oh, my God. Because he is hot. All right. That's enough. <laughs> I don't like the way I don't like the line of this going. Twice. the way this is going i'm just saying i'm gonna find if i was an animated one lion your, one of your fanfics in your room i have never read a and, lion king 2 fanfic and then kovu whipped out his lion dick <laughs> his exquisite dong he has a scar too which is just hot. on his He's a dick? bad boy not on his dick how would i know that yeah how would you know that deception <laughs> anyway <laughs> let's oh talk more about max yeah let's talk about what happens when max wakes up because mm-hmm. he has this nightmare and he immediately gets a phone call and it, it's it's a wild scene to me because yes. the the implications of this is insane mm-hmm. he wakes up to his phone ringing and when he goes to answer his phone his phone is literally mickey mouse yeah that's and it's weird like, why does this man have a phone in the shape of his dad's friend that is the weirdest thing ever it is insane can you imagine no <laughs> literally impossible anyone being like here's a phone it looks like my best bud put it in your room son um <laughs> no thank you father why do you what a have weird this? like it's not even an easter egg no, and it's, it's just a, weird. A little bit later in the film, when Goofy's alluding to the trip that they're going to take, yeah. he says, "Oh, I'm going on a trip with my best buddy." And Max says, "Oh, Donald Duck." So he knows who Donald Duck is. He knows mm-hmm. who Mickey is. Yep. So he has to know that his phone is his essentially his uncle. Yeah, very very <laughs> weird. It's just it it never ceases to make me no. Like, it's Whoa. extremely odd. Fall out of my chair. <laughs> like why? Why is this happening? I cannot get over the fact that he, well, he gets a phone call from his friend because he's running late because his yeah. alarm clock's broken. Sure. It only takes him like five minutes to get to school. Young boys. Ideal you know, commute. You know, them young boys do not be showering, do not be doing much to take care of themselves. No. And hey, he's a skater. Kind of got to school immediately. Mm-hmm. Easy stuff. We're, we're going to take a trip and Later, for sure, we're going to talk the pros and cons of Goofy as a yeah. father. Mm-hmm. Make the case as to why he's such an amazing father. But we'll also give you a little taste here and there. Right now, at the beginning of the uh, film, 
Goofy is definitely pretty overbearing. Kind of annoying. Can I just say, I love that he wears a towel around his chest. Mm Mm-hmm. Like like a lady would uh-huh. to cover their breasts. Hey, you know, Goofy because he is goofy. also a mom. Mm-hmm. Goofy is not only a father, but he is a mother. Oh as my well. goodness, how could I even forget that? Honestly, I mean he mm-hmm. he's a single father. He's doing both and still Icon. being still being there for his kid. Mm-hmm. My goodness, but yeah, he comes in vacuuming up the whole place. Aww. At at certain points, he's he's a little bit much, but. Yeah. But right now, he's still like the sweet father involved, mm-hmm. just cleaning up. Yeah, and Max, his room is pretty messy. Oh, absolutely. And that he's like so rude to his mm-hmm. dad. He's like, hey, Max, can you like, do you have any dirty laundry? And he's like, yeah, it's right here. And he just like <laughs> gestures to his whole room. Yeah, fucking pick it up. Oh, Max is really mean. Right. Sometimes it's oh, rude. I, 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 we'll talk about Max as well. Mm-hmm. Something I constantly forget um, every oh, yeah. time I watch this movie. Hey, it's a musical. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, Within the first like five minutes, Max is singing. And so mm-hmm. is everybody else on screen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, I forgot about this. Right. Because I don't know. The plot is just so solid. Mm-hmm. I forget that there are songs in this movie with the exception of like, of course, the song of this oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, everyone. Um, Everyone remembers the song, mm-hmm. but it's easy to forget that, oh, yeah, they definitely sing songs to further the plot. Yep. Therefore, this is definitely a musical. And it's like yes, a it light is. musical. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not les... like 15 songs or something. Yeah, like it's that. not Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Where everything is furthered by music. Yeah. It's just, hey, every now and then, Max is feeling like at the beginning. Yep. He's, he's, Wondering how the day is going to be. And he sings him a little song. Mm-hmm. I also have to point out the beautiful. I think we're, we've kind of gotten away from it as a trope. Yeah. But the, uh, the definitely 90s trope of when parents show their kids love, especially yeah. by like saying I love you or giving them a little kiss right before mm-hmm. they go to school. If yeah. other kids see that, they just like laugh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Because. It's like I personally it? never found that embarrassing. No, it's like, oh, look at haha, look at Max. His father uh, loves him. His, his parents care about his well being. What a uh, bitch. Hey, man, what are you, gay? Huh? Virgin. What? You, I'm receiving affection from a parent. How is this? Fellas, is it gay to love your son? Yep, apparently. <laughs> it was in the 90s. Apparently. Yeah, because Goofy gives him like a kiss on the head. Yeah. As he like goes to school right. and everybody's just joshing on him. And he's like, I don't know. Why is that such a thing? Is it just because it's no, because it happens with moms too. Oh yeah. Anytime a parental figure displays affection, especially through like kisses. Was it just a, like, you're, you're not a kid anymore, but he is a kid. Mm-hmm. But that, I don't know. That's just something that's never been weird in my family. So I can't really relate to it. Because I, I always tell my family I love them before I leave. Mm-hmm. If it's for a long period of time, yeah, I'll get like a, a hug and a kiss oh, sure. on the cheek, you know? Yeah. So. And you know what? I think, I think I'll think i point to give evidence via another film that we've covered here on the pod. Mm-hmm. Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. Yeah. The father-son there. The father is very affectionate to the son. And no one in that movie ever thinks that it's weird. Are you talking about Officer Earl? Oh, yes. The cop? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he does love his son. I was like, Flint's dad has a very hard time expressing <laughs> oh, no, his feelings. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> that oh, is yeah. not the uh, not the. Uh, but hey, evidence for. evidence in modern media where it's not looked at as weird, and it's actually very sweet. Yay, growth as a culture. Yeah, I mean, at least back then, now it feels like we're going further away. But hey, hey, what <laughs> can you do? The world's on fire. It's fine. That's so good. I also think it's weird that uh-huh. apparently Max is a loser. Yeah. He doesn't read as a loser to me. No, he, first of all, he's, he's just like a dude. He's a skater. Yeah, which, which is fucking red. In high, bro. In high school is normally seen as pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Max's friends to me are definitely losers. So, so maybe hey! maybe that's why. You don't think so? Leaning Tower of Cheese. Uh huh. Yeah, that guy's a loser. <laughs> I think he's a burnout, but yeah. I don't think he's a loser. Loser, because he's a quitter. If you're gonna smoke weed, keep smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> that that's the message we're sending our audience. That's, home that's with, the huh? takeaway here on Show the Tennis. Jesus Christ. And I mean his fucking Pete's son, whatever the hell his name is. He's really nice. He's a very sweet guy. Loser. He's hey, you know what? who made him that way is his father. Oh, I know. It's Whoa. not his fault. Let's talk about Pete. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. And furthering what you said about Roxanne earlier, about her mm-hmm. not really being super popular and all no. that. It's very clear that Roxanne likes max yeah it's like painfully obvious and it has to be just a portrayal again of a teen boy Mm -hmm. where we really didn't know what the fuck was going on being ignorant to social cues you will get all the signs that a girl likes you she's leaning in she's playing with her hair she's laughing at everything she's touching you all the time she goes out of her way to talk to you and like Mm -hmm. mentions like oh I also like that movie. We should watch it sometime. Haha. And then you're like, huh, that'd be cool. And then dip. Yep. And then you go to the bathroom and shit your brains out because you're so nervous <laughs> to be around a woman. A gut dumping syndrome. It's just like, how, Max, my God, how do you not understand? I don't know. Because it's apparently like the easiest get he's ever had. Oh, and yeah. he, he has no idea. Because yes. she's like foaming at the mouth for him, apparently. Right. right. And yeah, he's just, just uh, it's so frustrating as an audience member because it's like, God, why are you complicating this, Max? Max, just talk to her, dog. And she needs to be more confident, too. Yeah, I mean, was, uh, you know. You know, that's how it goes. Kids don't know we're, what they're doing. No, we're all very, very awkward at that stage in our life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's understandable. Oh, my goodness. So Max decides... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like this is he pulls. I feel like every film I've seen Max in, mm-hmm. his his only play is a hail mary. Oh, uh, grand it's gestures! Like the most grand gestures, the most ludicrous way to solve problems, which is just create more problems for yourself. <laughs> so right. he decides to cosplay as Powerline, the pop star. Ooh, Powerline! And and crash the uh, pep rally on the last day of school in front of everybody. The principal is just over here telling kids about, here's all the ways you can still learn over summer. It's like, man, these kids want to go smoke weed mm-hmm. and get their party on. Oh, yeah. Start having unprotected sex. Absolutely. They are dogs, after all. It's going raw. Oh my god wait are there <laughs> other animals in the school or is everybody dogs yeah what the hell is over this segregated ass school i think so now that you bring it up because they definitely Cause show like we show don't see donald donald yeah no duckies we don't see no, no mouses. Mishkas. what the fuck oh my god 
Is everybody in this town a dog? It's a separate but equal. The Disney universe is segregated by species. Right. Wow. Weird. 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 I don't don't like the implication. I don't like that either. Powerline has two songs in the movie. The one we get at the beginning where Max is acting like Powerline. It's something about essentially the message is he's got to be confident in himself and Mm -hmm. be who he is. And then we have the finale, which we'll get to when we're at the finale. Yeah. Also have to quickly give Tevin Campbell his flowers because everyone always feels like, was that Michael Jackson? You know, definitely sounds pretty similar, but Tevin Campbell's vocals are elite. Oh yeah. And just an iconic song. Did he fall off the face of the earth? Is he producing? Do you know anything about I, where he's I, currently I at? I think he's just like a production guy, and he mm-hmm. mostly was a production guy. Gotcha. They just kind of had him. I think he mostly did background vox and stuff. Yeah. I don't think it was ever really like the face, but Disney should have made him the face. Like, can you imagine if they used Powerline and so many more things and like focused on him and all that? Like, Powerline could have been. How did they not use Powerline more? I don't know because it? for us, like for millennials, uh-huh. that is that the Powerline character is just so iconic. Yeah, and he's got a great design. Great design, <laughs> great music, great, great voice. Music. Yeah. Um, also just like he's like Prince and Michael Jackson in yeah. one. He's just like very iconic, very oh, that could have done so much. We're gonna more we're gonna get into the cultural um identification uh, <laughs> of communities later oh but, you know um, what he is yeah <laughs> but um yeah i mean missed opportunity because he oh, absolutely. he should be in the background of like every animated donald yeah, he, goofy mickey moment. Force. yeah absolutely to to get this plot rolling and to really kick things into overdrive yeah. here this is the main problem of the film Mm-hmm. is that max gets in trouble for doing this the principal pulling a upset. stunt yeah pulling a stunt even though he's a god at school on the last day everyone's cheering for him all the girls are horny for him apparently god, this max. little five foot nothing shrimp <laughs> is gonna yeah. get some some pussy oh, this yeah. summer don't get that punani mm-hmm. but of course he gets in trouble yeah. and we will talk about what the principal tells Goofy, it's ridiculous. But this is definitely the jumping off point to Goofy's reaction and what follows. Because Mm -hmm. we get a forced vacation upon Max (sighs) via Goofy. But before we get there, it must be said that Pete in this film Mm -hmm. and Pete in every other Disney property is obviously a villain, piece of shit, guy, whatever. In this film specifically, terrible father and a terrible influence. I saw Pete the last time we were watching and I just immediately saw, my God, this guy is just one of those conservative Republican fear mongers Mm -hmm. who just sees every little deviation from the norm that he sees Mm -hmm. as a threat to him and society. He's afraid of everything. They're like, oh, well, if your son does this, then he's going to end up in a gang and he's going to go do this and go do all this stuff. Yeah, He just completely keeps his son under his control and mm-hmm. rather that rather than trusting his son and letting him live his life he says like oh if a, if a kid doesn't want to hang with his dad then that's a problem you know it's a sign that he's yeah running, running with gangs or something it's like come on guy you know what i just thought of pete's a single dad too which is oh you're right wild like i never made that connection before but like i guess you get to see like the two 
the two sides of the coin mm-hmm. with uh, like how fatherhood can be portrayed. Right. It's like the extremely stern figure with Pete mm-hmm. or like the goofy fuck up. Right. Uh, yeah. Which is goofy. Um. <laughs> oh, come on now. He just, he has so many of the things that I dislike. Yeah. Well, and not, not only of just fathers, but like parents in general. Oh yeah. Like the, the power trip and like, mm-hmm the the procreation for control just in full control you're gonna live the life that i see for you Mm -hmm. just yeah but poor goofy gets brainwashed by pete to think that max is a bad kid even though goofy knows yeah even though goofy knows max is a good guy like he's a good good, good kid good head on his shoulders you raised him goofy come on now does he make mistakes yeah yeah but who doesn't i mean he's a kid that's what they do yeah even adults make mistakes. So mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. But poor Goofy, he 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 does the classic overcorrection. <laughs> oh boy. And essentially exiles his child to a summer of horrendous road trip. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason is because the fucking principal, who's just mm-hmm. like Pete, who's just living in fear of everything and things like oh well if you do this one little misstep then it's going to lead into this fucking calls goofy and says like oh the way your son acted you know i'd really really look into him he's like a gangbanger essentially and he's over here he's a ruffian and if i mm-hmm. were you if, you if you don't make a change now then your kid's headed towards the electric chair that's like okay that is extreme overreact much meanwhile it, it appears that max has never been in trouble before no, literally like he's first never time. been to detention. He's never been to the principal's office. Like, what do you mean? Ugh, that's so annoying. And I'm so happy. Like, that's not a part of teaching culture really anymore. Mm. Is like telling parents how to parent. Like, <laughs> we yeah. as educators can like offer suggestions and like tools, but we're mm. never going to outright say, "Hey, your kid's going to end up in prison because uh-huh. it's going to be executed yeah. by the state." <laughs> because he cosplayed and danced because he on a brought stage. a pokemon card to school so you know he's definitely headed for the uh they're gambling they're gambling <laughs> on the blacktop yeah. oh my god oh man ridiculous but goofy you know his heart's always in the right place but boy oh boy does he go about it in the wrong way how am i gonna turn my kid's life around gonna take him fishing for apparently what feels like a year yeah, pretty much all oh of summer. Oh my god. I would Cause, kill myself. Because <laughs> they go not only on a fishing trip. No, it's not an hour drive to a lake nearby. No. It's a fucking cross-country road trip. Mm-hmm. Which my apparently god. is like, it's like, I'm confused on the timeline. Because on the last day of school, they say next week we're having the party at Stacy's house. Uh-huh. So, so is this trip a week long? Or is, I don't know. I'm confused on the timeline. I mean, I suppose, oh shit. Because it, I guess they it go is across a, the country in a week, which is does you it does cross? not. No, you can. I guess, yeah, but you have to be driving nonstop. Yeah. Well, and, and they, they hit make, every state. They make a lot much. of stops. Yeah. yeah, they do. Goofy makes sure. Goofy makes sure of that. Oh yeah. But my whole thing is the thing that is extremely frustrating to me, and what you know is the root of a lot of tension between teens and their parents is the lack of understanding and compromise. Because as soon as, you know, things are going good for Max, Roxanne agrees to go to the party with him. He's on cloud nine. Everybody's on his team. Like everybody's like, his life has never been better. And then as soon as he gets home, his dad 
forces him into the car and says, you're going, you don't have a choice. In my mind, I'm like, why can't we just delay this trip by literally a week? We can still go and I can still have a good kickoff to my summer, get to go on a date with the girl of my dreams Mm -hmm. and have a fun time watching Powerline with all of my peers. Instead, Goofy hears absolutely none of this and drives off without consent. Right. I would be so freaking pissed if I was Max because it's so understandable. It's like, God, you're not even listening to your son. He's trying to tell you something that is important to him. But all you're hearing is like, oh, I'm going to make my child do the exact same things that I did because it was nostalgic and important to me. So it has (laughs) to be important and nostalgic to him. What were you going to say? What did you find a trajectory? I I, I found some information. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Some information for one. How long does it take to drive across the United States? It says it takes about 45 hours or six, eight hour days. So you definitely do it, but that's the thing. It's driving eight hours a day. You're essentially making no stops. So Mm -hmm. there's that. And also I looked up um, how long would it take to road trip to all 50 states? Because they definitely yeah. hit a lot of states. Yeah, because on the map, they do like loop-de-loops uh-huh. and like turns. and yeah. So it says on average about 55 miles per hour with stops, swapping drivers and all that stuff to get to every state within the contiguous U.S. Because obviously yeah. you're not, you're not going to drive to Hawaii. <laughs> or Alaska. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it says it's just under 124 hours. So how many hours like, in a week? I mean, I divided it by the hours in a day, yeah. which is about five 24-hour days. So it's going to be so much longer than a week because you're not going to drive every no, single hour it's impossible. of the day. So they probably skipped some states, yeah, I yeah. would guess. But either way, you can drive across the, the country in a week. Yeah. It's just very probable that yeah. they would have done that because they did a lot of stops. Yeah, they did. But... Oh, also, I hate road trips. <laughs> oh, I'll give you time to talk about that. In a second. <laughs> if you're thinking to yourself, wow, Goofy sucks. Why is he one of the all time best dads? Maybe the best dad. Listen, I understand. I love Goofy. But at this point in the movie, I also think he sucks. <laughs> I think a lot oh. of what he does is super annoying. And mm-hmm. I think he's doing it just because of what he hears from other people, not because he's doing the parenting that he knows he's supposed to do. Yeah. He's reactionary because of what Republican ass Pete and Republican ass <laughs> principal have told Pete's him. Pete's a Trumper. That's oh, what we're absolutely. saying. <laughs> My God. Oh, oh, God. You could easily see it. On oh, his yeah. Big on ass a, fucking RV. On his RV. Just yeah. Trump 2027, 2028 <laughs> flag or whatever. Right. Oh, God in heaven. That's so accurate. Hey, Max does a big lie. What does he tell Roxanne? He tells Roxanne, oh, uh, the reason I can't go to the, the, the party with you is because um, I'm, my dad's actually taking me to the Powerline concert. Why? Why, Max? Why? That was the stupidest thing he could have said. Not only that, but it makes it even worse. It's yeah. not, just, not just I'm going to be at the concert. No, 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 no. My father actually knows Powerline, and I will be on stage. So I will wave at you while you're watching. Why? Why do you throw gasoline onto the fire that's already out of control? Because he's panicking. Yeah, he's a dumbass. It's because Roxanne says, well, which is a little bit of a a classic. Kind of rude. I don't like the power move she pulls. Where she's just like, oh, well, I guess if you're not going to go, I'll find some other guy to take me. It's like, why did she just say... Why don't you just go go alone? alone. (laughs) 
Nobody no. has to take you to a party, Roxanne. Take she, yourself. Had, she had to say, oh, okay, you don't want me? Fine. Someone else wants me then. Oh I could have any guy I want Even out though it's, there. It's so obvious he doesn't want to do this trip. <laughs> He's so pissed that he has to do this. And it's clear as day. Well, she ain't trying to have it, right? Which is not, it's, you have an over controlling father too you would think that she would sympathize with that yeah, but, but i guess she's got daddy wrapped around her little finger mm-hmm. disgusting hey it's road trip time uh, also where the fuck do they live because they're going cross country they live in maine or something i don't know i think they're on the east coast yeah that's the best i can guess i don't I, know I where guess we could look at the map huh <gasps> Ooh, can you find the map let me see let me see oh i fucking found it where, where does hell? that start oh pennsylvania it looks like it starts in Ohio. Is that where all the dogs live? It's a dog only state. Well, hold on. Now that I look at the picture, it does look like they're in like Vermont or something. Because there's a picture of their car in Vermont, but then the first part of the line is in Ohio and it says gas. Oh, so they stop in Ohio for gas. Wow, this is a very intricate picture you're looking at. Oh, yeah. They definitely curve around the Midwest and then they go from like, utah and go up into the pacific idaho. northwest and then they go down into idaho because that's where the uh fishing spot is and then after that they go to los angeles but that's because of max's mm-hmm. something max does yeah <laughs> I, I just have to say right here right now it's very funny because while they're doing this road trip and while max is being an angsty teen i'm looking at it loving it and i look over at kayla sitting and watching this movie and then i look back at the screen and i'm like i am just seeing max goof and kayla in the exact same pose (laughs) just like arms crossed sunken in just staring not having fun and i was like hmm what's wrong (laughs) (laughs) what do you think is wrong well explain to me what was happening for you here (laughs) because The body I have language. daddy issues, okay? <laughs> oh, man. That's what's wrong. Oh, man. So what, uh, what, was, what was the deal? Why do you hate just, road trips so much? One, I get car sick. Not super bad, but bad enough that it's uncomfortable. Two, my dad is kind of like Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Goofy has. <laughs> I don't know. It's not... <sighs> I mean, I guess I could see that. He's got a little goof vibe. I think it's just because, like... So much of my relationship with my father has not matured past my relationship with him as it was when I was a teenager. Damn, goofy. So I have so much like, oh, I just get like kind of uncomfortable and like queasy in like these situations because I'm just like, oh, my God, it's so close to home. <laughs> um, because my, it. I, my dad is so much like a creature of habit. And I think that's true of most parents. Yeah. But like every time we'd go up to the lake, my dad would give us the exact same spiel. But, you know, it's I don't know. It's it's hard because I look on it with like cringe, but I also look on it with like nostalgia because it's like, oh, that's mm-hmm. my dad. <laughs> sure. And it's not even necessarily only my dad that makes road trips cringe. Oh, sure. It's it's like my brother's. We're so annoying together. <laughs> just not just a fan. So <laughs> anno- well, especially when they were younger. Oh, and goofy. they were like screaming on their Game Boys My God. for like eight hours. And I just wanted to kick them in the face the entire like eight hours that we were in the car together. Oh, sure. Like, oh, uh, I just that feeling confined in a vehicle that's going like 90 
and you can't oh God, escape. 90, and my Lord. <laughs> maybe not 90. Yeah, we're flying. <laughs> <laughs> and we went, we would, we'd go pretty fast in the, the flat spots, but, um, yeah, uh, the being trapped in a vehicle and not being able to escape thing is definitely, oh, when they break the cassette player, yeah, I was like, God, that's my worst nightmare. Cause that was like <laughs> the escape was we would have like our portable DVD player and we'd watch a movie nice. and that would be quiet time. And everybody would shut the fuck up for like nice. an hour and a half. And we would listen to like the Maroon 5 album or Ooh, nice. <laughs> songs about Jane. And then like we'd be chill or take okay. a nap. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. There's a reason my body language was that of a teenager. It's oh, because yeah. when I see like these <laughs> dynamics, I revert back you're, into. You're right back there, huh? Yeah, I'm triggered. I'm, I'm in that place again. I, that's a tough one. Yeah, well. I never really had that experience. We didn't go on many road trips. So, uh, anyways, th- this this right here is, I think, Goofy's lowest point. It's horrifying. Possum Park is horrific. Ugh. Takes him to just this, <sighs> this terrible the bayou where it's just. Old ass animatronics about possums doing a little play. Max absolutely fucking hates it. Goofy is not listening to his son yet again. There's just the only thing here other than Max getting upset at Goofy and blowing up and saying just like (laughs) trying to hitchhike (laughs) and get away from his father. Get me out of here. It's just the very funny moment where Max is over it and this fucking possum mascot comes up to him and is like, hey. Oh, why the long face? And Max looks at him and knows this guy's going <laughs> to fucking touch him. And he just looks at him and perfect line delivery from Jason Marston. Just like, don't touch me. Just, <laughs> just over He's it. He's so pissed. <laughs> yeah. And of He's course already guy, at the line. Yeah, the guy touches him and then he fucking like wallops him mm-hmm. and runs off. Yeah, it's just I, I I don't know. Just just something to think about if you're a parent. Uh, I, I think that forcing kids to do something they hate isn't really a good thing controversial take but hey hot take hot take there it is right there i another i mean i get it i get it goofy's got to be frugal he's a single father who works at a a photography studio i guess yes that's his main job in this film it seems like they do a lot of camping yes which sucks like so that like they're stinky they're uncomfortable they're out in the woods. Yeah, and just like the, the classic, like fucking triangle tent. Yep. <laughs> just the... Gotta share that with two people. Uh huh. Hell no. Oh man, camping sucks ass. Ugh. I'm just, I'm just not. I, I don't know. As an not, adult, I can't do it anymore. Not, not that guy. I just never no. was that guy. We no, want to go sleep on the ground. No, I got a bed right here. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? I definitely liked camping as a youth. I had a lot of fun. Oh, but sure. now that I'm older. I need a soft surface, you know, and I need to be surrounded by running water right. and squishmallows and a toilet. Ain't no TV out there for me. Mm-mm. How am I going to go to sleep? The sounds of nature. The sound sounds of, of a bear walking <laughs> around your campsite. The sounds of a fucking strange old man who lives in the wood rotating around my campsite Aww. looking in. He's just lonely. Wondering if he can murder <laughs> us and take our things. He just wants new stuff. Yeah, like my leg. Or your flesh. This is not it's not for me. I know. During this camping, who shows up but fucking Pete? Yep. We get the second appearance of Pete, essentially just to give Goofy bad advice on how to be 
apparent, and then dips. Here, he shows up in this big SRV, Trump flag mm-hmm. on the back. Yep, absolutely. And says, hey, come here, come here, Griffey. Let me tell you a little something. Parents got to keep their kids under their thumb. You know, it's it's very fitting that they are dogs because Pete definitely treats his son like a dog. Mm-hmm. He wants total control over him. He's trained him perfectly. He doesn't want him to do anything without permission. He fucking whistles and his son comes running and knocks over a pin for him while he's bowling. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely insane. Like, you, you cannot get any worse advice. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> Got to keep your kid under your thumb. What are you talking about? Why do you have a kid if you don't want them to live their life? <laughs> I have no idea. And I get, like, the hard thing is there. there is truth behind what Pete says. Like, yeah, you have to provide boundaries and rules for your kids so they, you know, don't get hurt or make bad choices. But there's the difference between setting boundaries and completely annihilating individual choice. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, setting boundaries and then there's keeping them under your thumb. Yeah, that's not OK. Especially at their age. Mm-hmm. Like they're I, they're young adults. It's when you got to start to loosen things up a bit. Yeah, you got to let them live their life. Mm-hmm. Make you've, them make mistakes here and there. You've hopefully taught you, them enough at this yeah. point. Hopefully you taught them enough to know that they're not going to go out there and just, uh, you know, start shoplifting or something. Mm-hmm. Awful. Yeah, Goofy kind of like, oh, this is another annoying thing. They, <laughs> they, get, um, they get invited to like have dinner oh, in yeah. the RV with like T-bone steaks. And it's like, oh, hell yeah. Sounds delicious. Let's go. And then... Goofy's like, oh, I got to keep him under my thumb. Max, we're catching our dinner. Fuck that. We're not going to eat delicious food. We're going to go catch a sad fish in the river and share it between us. I'm going to eat a mud fish from the Uh, lake. That's what I want. No, but we do get a a very important um, moment in this Mm -hmm. film, which is the perfect cast. The perfect cast. A goofy family tradition. Mm -hmm. Goofy wants to teach Max the the perfect cast, what his father taught him. It's just, it's it's a funny dance, and then you throw the cast out. It's a very important dance later on. While Mm -hmm. he does this, though, he catches a stake, flings it out, and somehow catches a fucking cryptid in the flesh. Uh They literally catch Bigfoot here. Ludicrous. And and Max, much like us, I believe, if we had caught a Bigfoot, Mm -hmm. absolutely fucking stoked. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine? No. (laughs) What cryptid would would. you want to catch? Mothman. I knew it. Shut up. I knew it was Mothman. I think he's hot. (laughs) Oh, get out of town. (laughs) Have you seen that statue? Boy's got cake. That boy double cheeked up. Mothman. If you're out there, <laughs> for, for anyone, contact us on Twitter. For anyone who hasn't seen the statue, search Mothman statue and see this guy's got a donk. He's got a great butt. If that's what he looks like, yeah. Oh, I think I'd like to catch a chupacabra. Aw, but you don't like dog like creatures. No, but he's not a dog. He's a chupacabra. I know, but they're similar to dogs. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not saying I want to just hang out with it. I just want to see it and be like, oh, hmm. okay. Also, we're of the same culture. So, hey, what's up? Hey, Latino. <laughs> hey, what's up, Wade? Mexicano. Yeah, they literally find Bigfoot and they get it on film. Which is pretty funny because Max is like, hell yeah, like we caught Bigfoot on film. Mm-hmm. No one's ever done this. We're going to get paid so much. And then Bigfoot destroys the film. And then Max and me is like, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go. Just, like, just the highest of highs and the lowest of cut. Of course. 
Let's mm-hmm. just leave. Of course, they can't because Bigfoot nope. also took the keys. And in this, we get a very sweet scene. Yeah. My is God. It, do you think this is your favorite scene? No. You got teary-eyed. I did, yes. Always. Yeah. How could I not? I don't it's know. an amazing scene of Goofy and Max in the car, and they talk about high dad soup because they get a soup can. It's what they're going to have for dinner. It's alphabet soup. Mm-hmm. And Goofy laughs and reminisces the way parents often do. Again, this is just such a beautiful scene because it shows both sides, I think, very well. This, mm-hmm. is, a very, this is a very human movie for a movie that's all dogs, <laughs> cartoon yeah. dogs. Goofy talks about high dad soup. And this just perfectly portrays kind of what Kayla was saying earlier and what I've been saying about Goofy is that Goofy is the parent who just has such fond memories of his child when they were a little kid and just Mm -hmm. remembers their relationship when they were young and how much Max loved him and the things that they used to do. And just, you know, I mean, how many times have parents, have your parents talk to you about like oh when you were a little kid you used to do this or like we used to always do this and it would always make you laugh and so it's just it's so beautiful I think from Goofy's perspective and it's where you really get to understand why Goofy is doing these things and why he seems to not be able to let Max grow up he says it explicitly later in the film but at this point you can definitely see he just he just loves his son so much and he loves the relationship that they had. And he's not so sure what the relationship is now that Max is growing up. Mm-hmm. Anyways, when they're talking about high dad soup, in short, it's alphabet soup. But when Max was a little kid, he used to, with the letters in the soup, write high dad and give it to Goofy, which is fucking adorable. Right. I mean, that is just sweet. Mm-hmm. But then they start talking about like, oh, yeah, I remember what that was. And they give examples like, oh, yeah, I used to write hi, dad. And you say like, oh, hello or good morning and stuff. And then the saddest part is when Goofy, he's like, oh, yeah. And you used to write, I love you. And then he just stops and like gets sad. And Max is like, ah, fuck, you know, and they like turn away from each other. And that's where you start to see. It's just like, oh, my God, like Goofy legitimately just wants the love of his son and is not really feeling that from his son. And that's the part where, for me, I'm just like, God damn, it's fucking... How beautiful is this? I'm triggered. I know. But it's just so sweet. It's so sweet. It, it I legit, know. It just it, makes me feel guilty as a daughter. And I, mean, and I think it's a good... That's why I think it's a good portrayal, because it does. I think anyone... Because, I mean... God, I saw this crazy statistic. I'm going to have to talk about Goofy Movie and Therapy <laughs> next time. I saw this... Uh, Funny enough, it was not funny. I don't know. It was a TikTok. It was a TikTok about this guy interviewing Markiplier. And Markiplier said he saw a statistic because he lost his father early when he was like 18, 19. 18, yeah. But he saw a statistic that said by the time you're 18, which is pretty sad to say, but it says by the time you're 18 with your parents, you pretty much spend like 80% of the time that you're going to spend with your parents by the time you're 18 which is pretty fucking sad. But Markiplier said like, well, if that's the case, then I spent the majority of the time I would have spent with my father before he died. So it's okay because, you know, I, I got most of what we were going to get, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that this movie is so human in the sense that it, it shows that. It shows that the parent, Goofy, just wants to spend time with his son. And he sees that their time is running out because Max is 
starting to live his own life. And like I said, I think it also perfectly portrays the side of the teenager because when you're a teenager, you do want to like, I just want to start living life for me. Mm -hmm. I want to start doing things that I want to do. I want to spend time with my friends because they're what makes me happy. And I want to like, you know, start getting a job and start saving for my own life and move out and all that stuff. But I think this movie makes you take a step back, like you said, and really examine what your relationship is like with your parents. It doesn't just have to be a father. It's just, yeah. What, what, what am I doing? Why am I not doing more? If in fact, with this statistic, I'm not going to see my parents nearly as much. And it makes sense, you know, Mm -hmm. oftentimes people move out or move away and stuff yeah well and if you look at it from like an animal kingdom perspective like that's just kind of how it is in nature Mm -hmm. and obviously we we separate ourselves we separate ourselves from animals a lot as a human species but i mean that that tracks right like as soon as the 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 parent or parents are done rearing their young they they go off and do their own Mm -hmm. so it's yeah, it is sad to think about from like an emotional standpoint for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, that's why I that's why I always tear up. I was tearing mm-hmm. up talking about it just now because it just it, it just makes you wish that you did more. Yeah, it makes you want to do more. The lucky thing about us and our listeners out there listening is, is if you feel that way and you still have your parents in your life, you can make the change now mm-hmm. and want to do more things with your. Yeah. Parents. And you still, and if you still want that relationship, I still want it because obviously, you know, everyone has different lives and different stories and all that. But well, I guess you know the message is, if you still want to and you still can, you can turn it around and change it. Mm-hmm. And Max right here kind of starts to make the change, and the 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 biggest tearjerker of it all, I think, is they finish eating and they start to settle in to go to sleep mm-hmm. and max just reaches in and he taps goofy and gives him the uh the can can. Of soup. and in it he wrote hi dad oh fucking <laughs> beautiful uh, like max max is a good kid he's he fucking he cares does he father. loves his dad as harebrained as he is and as a bear, embarrassing and <laughs> yeah weird and but i mean how many people dangerous have a, yeah you know a goofy ass father but that's mm-hmm. what makes them great. Or, you know, yeah. obviously this is a movie about a father and a son, but could be the mother, could be both your parents, whatever. Either way, we take this tender moment and Max gets tempted. The map falls out while Goofy's uh, sleeping. And he, uh, <laughs> he secretly changes it. Sorry. <laughs> he secretly changes the um, destination to LA, the Powerline concert. Immediately starts feeling guilty. He still hasn't given up on this whole tell Roxanne the truth thing. Right. Because he, he considers telling her the truth, mm-hmm. writing it on a postcard. <laughs> yeah. But then he immediately bails on it. And right. then we get to see that beautiful like snapshot of it getting ripped up and thrown out the window. And all we get to see is the part where he says, I lied. Right. Oh. The guilt tripping power Let, of Disney. <laughs> let's make it even worse because the next day, Goofy's like, you know what? I re- essentially, he says, I realize that this hasn't been very fun for you. So from now on, because you're a man, I'm going to let you pick the destinations, you know, the stops. We're still mm-hmm. going to go fishing, but you get to pick everywhere we're going to stop because you haven't you- enjoyed where we've stopped before. He dubs him the navigator in the diner <laughs> in front of fucking everyone. Uh. And he says, I trust you wholeheartedly, son. Just wow. Make him feel worse, huh? 
Oh, that's but always the worst. But after that, they just have such a good time bonding. Mm-hmm. Because now that Max, the kid, actually gets to select the things that he wants to do. Yeah. You know, suddenly the relationship is so much better. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. You, you can't force kids to like things. No. I don't think you can force anyone to like something. Mm-mm. Right? There has to be some initial want. Because if you force someone to do something, force someone to like something, it's just going to cause resentment. Yep. So surprisingly... When Goofy starts acting like himself and stops acting like what Pete and other people tell him he should act like, the relationship blossoms. Mm-hmm. And and shouts out to like Goofy because he does and Max, Goofy and Max, because like Max initially takes a hard like turn into things that he knows his dad probably isn't stoked or excited about. Yeah. But then Max like compromises and he's like, okay, we can go see the giant ball of yarn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May as well, because I know it'll make my dad happy. Right. Like, there's that mutual respect there, mm-hmm. which is really nice. But then, who comes along to make things worse? Pete! Gotta be Pete. Pete is short for Pete's of shit. <laughs> I hate this man so much. He shows up again. Also, are... why are they following them? I don't know, because he barges into, like, their, uh, I was going to say apartment, their hotel room. Motel which is room. really cool. It's like... Neptune, the, it's yeah. like a Neptune in, and it's like all underwater theme. Right. Like, have fun. Like, a, yeah. just like a cheesy themed hotel. That's a great memory. Absolutely. But Pete barges into their room and sees Goofy and Max having fun, palling yeah. around. They're laughing and reminiscing on their trip and saying, like, oh, you know, you're, you're ridiculous and laughing and having a good time. Pete sees this and immediately takes Goofy aside and says, like, hey, be careful, like, being too chummy-chummy with your son because he's probably just trying to manipulate you. That's what kids do. Mm-hmm. So, what the fuck? This man's having a genuine connection with this kid and using yeah. that as, like, um, a bad a thing. Again, shows that Pete is a terrible father. Mm-hmm. And then we go into what I think is the best scene of the film. It's the hot tub uh, scene. Because yeah. I think, and it's, it's not me who... I didn't get this idea originally, but I did see it from Twitter and then immediately said, oh, yeah, this guy's right. The hot tub scene is fantastic with Pete and Goofy because right before it, Pete overhears that Max did change the map and he uses this as leverage as like, oh, I was right. Let me get this guy and Mm -hmm. ruin his day. But the guy on Twitter, I can't remember his name, but he said that this is like insane line delivery and such a human moment. And it really is. If you go listen to it, you go search uh, a Goofy movie hot tub scene on YouTube. The guy who plays Goofy, Bill Farmer, gives such a human reading of the lines here and just sounds so genuine. Mm -hmm. But I I think it's beautifully done. Pete joins Goofy in the hot tub and P.S., you know, you guys seem to be getting along. How are things going? Goofy's like, yeah, that's not a problem. Things are amazing. You know, it's funny, Pete, because all the things that you've, all the advice that you've given me, it just doesn't seem to work. Mm-hmm. But then when I loosened up and let Max do the things that he wanted to do, everything just clicked. Mm-hmm. And he's just essentially saying, your, your parenting style isn't working for me, which is perfectly fine. And yeah. says, the way that I do things, that's the way that I've gotten the results. That's how I've been able to bond and grow this love, this love with my son. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Pete is just like, oh, well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. No, you don't. And it's just your son's lying to you. He changed the map. And just when he says that, mm-hmm. the way that Goofy says, like, what? It's just so like heartbroken. Mm-hmm. 
he's like, what, what do you mean? And he says, like, yeah, he changed the map. You're going to LA, pal. He says, your son's playing you. And then Goofy just looks at him. He says, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. And just the way that Bill Farmer says it is just like, wow, this man's really going through it. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't believe you, Pete. He says, I trust my son. And the, again, mm-hmm. the way he says, I trust my son is just like, wow, you believe it. I trust my son. And he starts to get out. And the best part of it to me is he stops and he says, you know what, Pete? You know, Max may not be everything that you think a son should be, mm-hmm. but I know that he loves me. Yep. Which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he's standing up for his son and standing up for their relationship. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to walk off. And obviously, Pete, being the piece of shit that he is, yeah. <laughs> has, has to throw in a line that I think is a huge red flag for any parent. He says, well, hey, my, my kid respects me. It's just like, mm-hmm. my God, man. Not a good sign. You don't want to hear that from a parent because then they're just, they're just trying to control them. Yeah. When you want respect more than you want love, mm-hmm. I think there's something wrong there. I agree. Yeah, it's super. That's a really good scene. Because it, it it definitely breaks down their power dynamic. And it also just shows like what a healthy bond should look and sound like. Mm-hmm. And what it definitely does not sound like. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate Pete so much, oh, especially God. in this movie. He's just so much of what I think is it's just a bad parent. Just mm-hmm. that's not how you get kids to like you. That's how you get your kid to not want to see you when you, they're older. When they move away and they're like, wow. I never want to see my father again because he doesn't make me feel loved or feel respected. Or listened to. Or listened to, for sure. Yeah, and then, oh, poor goof. Right. When Max takes that turn to go to L.A. instead of Idaho, right? he's just so disappointed and angry and sad. And Max is like, ugh. He instantly knows something's wrong. It's like the ick. Yeah, he feels he goes, the uh, ick. Something's wrong. I got it. And he knows he's got to talk to his father. He pulls over, and uh, the scene that follows initially is sad, and then it's cartoony, and then it's sad, and they they work it out though. He mm-hmm. pulls over, and Goofy essentially says, "You know, I know what you did. I'm not dumb, even though you think that I'm dumb. I'm not dumb, and I know what happened." And Max is trying to explain to him, but you know, Goofy, he's upset. He's not really trying to hear him. He's not letting Max speak. Their mm-hmm. car, their car starts running away because Goofy forgot to put Did the brake on. Did not put the brake on. And that's very cartoony. It's classic cartoons, which I love. The car's like following train tracks that are appearing out of nowhere, and like it's jumping off rocks and stuff. And the whole time, and then it eventually floats in the water. But the whole time, Max and Goofy are just yelling at each other, pretty much saying, you know, you never listened to me. I never wanted to go on this road trip anyways. Like, this is all your fault. And you're forcing me to do these things. And I hate this. And I never wanted this. And Goofy's saying, like, I was just trying to save you from the electric chair. <laughs> and Max is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what the hell about? are you talking about? He says, you know, I know you got in trouble at school. And that's why I wanted to do this, to make sure that you're not going down the wrong path and all that stuff. And they're finally getting it out, which is good. Mm-hmm. Because they've never gotten this. Throughout Very this awkward. Movie, Throughout the whole movie, Goofy never even once asked Max what happened at school, Mm -hmm. which the whole time is just being nice and silent. But now it's all getting out. Yeah. And God, I mean, I don't know. This whole whole thing, the last three points have just been saying like, wow, this is amazing. Wow, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, might be the line of the movie. Yeah. Because when Max and Goofy are yelling, 
Max finally gets to the point where he says, you know, it's my life. It's my own life. And I want to live it the way that I want to. And then Goofy, without skipping a beat, just says, I know it's your life. I just wanted to be a part of it. And then they mm-hmm. both just, oh, oh, oh. And Goofy follows it up by saying, you're my son. And no matter how big you get, you'll mm-hmm. always be my son. Yep. You'll always be my little boy. And that's when the guilt <laughs> yeah. hits you. And you're just like, fuck. Because it's true. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Max feels it. They both feel it. They sing a song. And then they <laughs> sing a song. <laughs> it's like the, I think the the hard thing about, and it's been brought up by a, a podcast that we listened to, which is now called You Are Good. Oh, uh, yes. It's been brought up that a lot of these father-child relationship films are based around wish fulfillment, mm. which is where we actually get to see these conversations take place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, in real life, a lot of the time, these conversations don't happen. Yeah. And that resentment just fosters more resentment. Right. And these things are never brought up. And then by the time everybody's ready to talk about it, it's too late. Right. You'll you'll lose the child or the, the parent. And you know, it that wish fulfillment is like super important to see though. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like change can happen. Right. We can be better for each other. And also respect one another. So it's like, it's so nice to see that. And Disney is like notorious for, you know, pulling at your heartstrings and (laughs) making you feel what they want you to feel. It gets even more nostalgic because in the process of them floating down the river, uh, Goofy saves Max's life. (laughs) And then Max saves Goof's life. With the perfect cast. With the perfect cast. Fantastic. Let's sing a song about how much we love each other. Let's save each other's lives. Yep. And then once Goofy finally hears the ridiculous situation that Max is in. Yeah, he's like, oh boy. He says, oh boy, but he says, all right, let's get you to that concert. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's time to make you... How do they get there? They jump cut to them being in the suitcases. That's convenient because their car was underwater. (laughs) Hey, but I mean, they were floating. They floated over with their little parachute. They pop in and it's time to wrap everything up. Obviously, Powerline wrote the perfect song for Goofy and Max's relationship at that point. You know it. You know, he he did know Goof personally. He did. <laughs> the iconic eye to eye. With the Which lyrics, is spelled. Yeah, it's spelled lowercase I, the number two, lowercase I. Mm-hmm. Looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Where Powerline talks about, you know, if we listen to each other's heart, we'll find we're never too far apart. And maybe love is the reason why, for the first time ever, we're seeing things eye to eye. Aww. He, he knows Max and Goofy figured it out. Cute. They do the perfect cast motion as the iconic dance. Also, Powerline, a true professional, picks up on the choreo like that. Oh, yeah. This man is absolutely a professional. He was made for this. Mm-hmm. He saw it one time and immediately knew what to do. He's like, okay, you got moves. I respect it. <laughs> Let's wrap this up here Let's by talking about Goofy and the case for the all-time best dad. One day, one day will we we will do a we'll do bracket. The bracket. And Goofy might be the number one seed. Probably. But would you like to do the cons? Yes. Because Goofy, an all-time best dad, not a perfect dad. I mean, the perfect dad does not exist. But if it did, it'd be Goofy. Okay. Well, we'll get to your side of the coin in a second. 
may I just say, Goofy is like the definition of failing upwards okay. a lot of the time, which I guess is this, I'm kind of giving him a pro because he screws up things constantly, but somehow it ends up working out. It's Goofy. He's constantly hurt. He's constantly injuring himself and others, yeah. constantly destroying property. He's That's extremely fine. overbearing, does not listen to Max, as we said before. It goes in one ear and out the other. Right. He's very dangerous. <laughs> like the fact that he is still alive and breathing and has not murdered his son uh-huh. yet is impressive, to be honest. Oh, sure. I don't know. It's really interesting because Goofy seems like very emotional, but he lacks emotional intelligence. Yeah. He, he cannot. He he kind of has that like narcissistic viewpoint. And I just think that may have to do with his lack of experience with, um, you know, people in general, even though he seems to have some good friends. Mm-hmm. But he also seems to really struggle with actually hearing and seeing people's different perspectives, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, is not a unique thing for a lot of people out there. You can definitely see, and obviously we don't know a ton about Goofy's dad, but he definitely oh. seems to be a product of his environment. Yeah. Because it seems like when it actually comes to talking about feelings and things, he kind of gets a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Only wants to focus on the positive. Doesn't really want to deal with negative emotions. Definitely goes into himself when he's feeling that way, which is not a good coping mechanism, which That's is something that a lot of people have been raised with. I know that that was what I did as a kid. If I was mm-hmm. angry oh, yeah. or sad, I just ran up to my room and I felt it alone and just, I just didn't, which isn't healthy. Yeah. Push, just push, it, in, it, down, push it down until push it you down. cry by yourself. Push it down. Scream into your pillow. Yeah. A lot yeah. of that. Yeah, so Goofy learns to be a little bit more expressive, but overall, I think he's got some more growth to do um, because, yeah, he he is very immature. But the good thing, I guess, to segue into your pro list mm-hmm. is it seems like he is teachable and he's willing oh, yeah. to grow with Max. Oh, yeah. You can teach this old dog a new trick. Hey, that like makes that? sense because he's a dog. Mm-hmm. Here, here, You're so smart. <laughs> Goofy, I'll say it again. One of the all-time best dads out there. Can I just say real quick, I don't want to cut you off, but like the imagery we get of like assorted media where we get to see Goof with Max as a baby is so fucking cute. It melts my heart because Max is the cutest little baby Uh ever. He's got those little buck teeth Uh and he's just so cute and I love him. And we'll, <laughs> and we'll have to post it on Instagram and actually do it this time, not just say it. Mm-hmm. But you you got me a pin. Yes. That's goofy. And it says like the all time best dad or something like that yeah. on it. We'll World's have to best post- dad. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, so many times have I been saying it. Yeah, you and say they, it regularly. actually put it on a pin. Mm-hmm. Goofy, the pros, all time best dad. Why? You immediately can tell he loves his son. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Full stop, he loves his son, no matter what. I mean, he wants to help his son when he sees or hears that he may be heading down the wrong path. He probably jumped the gun a little bit, should have talked to his son, yes. But he's immediately like, nope, not going to allow my son to head down the wrong path. We're going to fix this. Very active in that way. And that's a good thing. You know, you shouldn't, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't, if you see bad things happening, you shouldn't wait, you shouldn't be uh, complicit. You get in there and you start to fix it. Yeah. And as I said before, he simply just remembers their relationship when Max was young. And like most parents, because I'm sure from what in my experience, a lot of parents definitely miss 
those certain aspects of when their kids were kids and how small they were and how, what the relationship was. He's simply just reminiscing. Mm-hmm. He loved that moment in Max's life. Goofy says it many times in the film. He trusts his son and mm-hmm. he shows that he trusts his son. When the map fell out and he looked at it, he didn't mean to. He was going to leave and not look at the map. It just happened to fall out. And what do most people do when it's right in front of you? You take a peek. I cannot help but think of the SpongeBob scene <laughs> with yeah. the eyeballs on the map. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh. Two gold doubloons. <laughs> Plastic. Goofy trusts his son. Yes, he does. And he stands up for his son against Pete mm-hmm. and says, no, you may think my son is one way. You may not like him, but I trust him. And I know he loves me. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Once he can relax, he really listens to Max and understands him. They have that great talk. <laughs> when Max was in danger, Goofy stepped in. No hesitation. No fear. Mm-hmm. He saved his son's life and put his own life at risk to do it. Mm-hmm. Which is what you know a, a father is, which is what a hero is, right? Is mm-hmm. the putting others before yourself, no matter yeah. what. He will do anything to help his son, like sneaking into a concert (laughs) just to get his son some uh, brownie points with a girl that he likes. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, he's a genuinely nice man and a caring father by default. Yes. And at the end, you can tell he's willing to adapt the relationship now that he understands Max is older. We had the time when Max was young. I'll always remember it. But now it's time to change things and grow our relationship for Max's adult life. Because mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, you definitely get the sense it's going to work out. Goofy's going to get better and their relationship's going to grow. Which is why we get an extremely goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, no spoilers there. Hey. All right. We talked about the beauty that is a goofy movie. Once it's again, so beautiful. We it's always, so beautiful. <laughs> always get surprisingly deep uh, with it. Oh, yeah. But that's what's good. That's why we're so dependent on these things. Oof. Let's get to the final segment. The DTR, defining the relationship. Much like uh, Max and Goof's relationship, I feel like this is an evolving uh, relationship. Like I said at the beginning, I didn't really grow up with this film very much, so I don't have a ton of nostalgia for it. Sure. But uh, especially as I'm going through like my mental health journey and my, my attempted progress through maturing and developing a better relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely a film that I need to look at as a guide mm-hmm. um, and kind of reflect on. I definitely think this is a film that is helping me remind myself, like I do need to make the that father-daughter relationship in my life more of a priority in that it is a two-way street and I need mm-hmm. to, you know, contribute to the progress and growth of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's pretty fucking deep for an animated movie about Beautiful. a road trip. <laughs> um, Beautiful. It's, it's definitely, um, something that I can draw a lot of emotions from. I definitely feel a lot of strong feelings when I'm watching this movie. And yeah, like I said, I think this is a good thing for me to turn to and use as a map of sorts, um, hey. to, <laughs> to make my own edits too. And you know, apply to my own life. I'm not necessarily codependent on this film, but I'm develop I'm developing that codependency, wow. uh, that show dependency. I'll so say, I'm a, Brandon. A I'm trying to be a little bit less like 
Max <laughs> at the beginning of this film and more like Max at the end of this movie. Beautiful. So, um, yeah. <laughs> what about it. you, Eddie? How, what's your, what's your relationship with a goofy movie? First of all, I love that that's the takeaway. I love when media can positively influence someone's life. Yeah. Cause I, you know, that, those are the stories that storytellers want to tell something mm-hmm. that can make a change, yeah. which I think is amazing. I mean, for me, Watching it as a kid, I've loved it since then. It stuck with me till now. I think also, kind of like you said, with me, it's like a growing and adapting relationship with this film. And as an adult, it's definitely hitting me still to where, you know, as a kid, obviously I saw it and understood it, but didn't understand it as deeply as mm-hmm. I do now. And I'm sure if and when, I don't know, if we do become parents, if I do yeah. become a father, I know it's going to hit me differently. I'm going to feel more like Goofy than I feel like Max mm-hmm. at that point. But it's just a forever and always evolving relationship with this film that I've just always gone back to. When people talk about a Goofy movie, I'm always just like, oh, the high dad soup, the hot tub scene, the line where he just wants to be part of his son's life. I legitimately see that clip on TikTok every now and then. And, mm-hmm. and every single time I see it, I'm just like, oh, fuck Mm -hmm. you know he he just wants he just wants to be a part of his son's life yeah and i i think it's a beautiful movie i think it does great things i think goofy is in fact a great portrayal of fathers Mm -hmm. an amazingly human movie for a movie about animated dogs (laughs) i'm 100 percent sure Uh 100 percent. always go back to it always use it as a pinnacle not only as a great film that teaches a great lesson but as something i always go to to point out why i like goofy as a character and why i think he's a great character because mm-hmm. he's a great father and should be respected more than he is we have a goofy <laughs> we have a goofy sympathizer over here guys. goofy doesn't get the respect he deserves for being the father that he is because donald duck ain't got no son does he have mm-hmm. nephews yeah but he ain't got no son mickey mouse Ain't got no kids in his life at all. He's got Pluto. That's his baby. Right, he's got the dog. <laughs> but, you know, he's just living vicariously through Donald and Goofy. Mm-hmm. Goofy's a single father, had to do it by himself. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a great job. Oh, yeah. He, he is steering Max the right way. Anytime we get a Goofy story, you think about Mickey's once upon a time, twice upon a time. It's yeah. always about his relationship with his son. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Christmas one, Rexy. Right? Oh, oh, so good. Makes Both me of them. weep. Both of them yeah. are so good. Oh. The one where they go to the poor family's home. Once upon a Christmas. Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to talk about it around Christmas time. Catch huh? us in like six months <laughs> and then we'll be there. Well, with that amazing portrayal of a father-son relationship, I hope that you are all thinking about Goofy. I hope you're all thinking. I'm keep him in your heart. Mm -hmm, I'm gonna go watch a goofy movie right now and examine my relationship with my parents. With that, we'll say thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. If you liked what you heard, please give us a follow. Download the other 25 episodes. Please spread the word. Let the goofies in your life. (laughs) No. Hopefully, there's not too many. (laughs) Hopefully, but hey, I mean, is it such a bad thing? Chaos. He's a great guy. He's a good guy. Let all the goofies in your life know that they can find Show Dependent on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. That is an SHO hyphen dependent pod. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter, on Insta, at SHO dependent pod. If you want to follow myself, 
I am at Victor V. Sweet on Twitter, on Twitch. Kayla, where can you be found? You can find me in the backseat of a, of a minivan, crossing my arms, <laughs> wishing I wasn't there. Oh, but you can no. also find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. Oh, my goodness. Next time, have we got an episode for you? Because for the first time ever, rather than focus on a thing that's 90 minutes long mm-hmm. or a full TV series or a video game that takes hours upon hours to complete, yep. uh, we're going to focus and fixate on a song that is uh, probably about four minutes long. Yep. <laughs> but it is a song that is should be the song of the summer because we ain't got every summer. Yet. It, no, absolutely. We haven't Should, had a banger in years. Exactly. We haven't had a banger in such a since Despa Summer. If we're being I honest. agree. Right? I was just about to say that. Despa Summer. And hey, this year we're going to make it work. 2022, the song of the summer is Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about why it's such an amazing song, why oh, it yeah. gets so much unnecessary flack, because people really feel a certain way about the song. Yep. And, it, and it just ain't right, man. The song is a banger among bangers. We'll get to it. We will get there. Next time, Kokomo. Bring your cocktails. Bring your sunglasses. We're going to chat. Hey, hey, you're giving away content. Save it for next time. (laughs) Just give them a little taste. They know they like it. They're going to act like they don't like it, but they know they like it. Oh, my God. I'm excited. Before we go, the most funny line in the movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Goofy says... To Max, you look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. (laughs) 